I used to live in Chicago, and I moved very specifically because of the snow. Um, never again. <laughs> never again, but I went for the holidays. My family and I went uh, to a cabin in Lake Arrowhead, and it snowed the last night that we were there. And it wasn't, like, a heavy snow when we were there. It was a very light, like, um, a, a dusting of snow. But it stuck, so the kids were able to play and stuff. Um, and I was like, damn, like, I kind of missed this. Like, look how pretty it is. And then we were trying to leave because we were leaving our Airbnb. And the Airbnb was on this, like, massive hill. And we had to, like, come down this hill. And the driveway wasn't shoveled. None of that. And so it was a horror. Like, we almost hit the wall. And I was terrified. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm not moving. (laughs) All that's to say, I'm not moving back to where it's cold. What about uh, if if your new Chicago home comes with – a very good-looking and strong man who will shovel everywhere you need to go. <laughs> Listen. Can you just be follows tempted? you around. Listen. Yeah, exactly. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Uh, we're not doing it. He has to Perfect. move to a, a temperate climate. And Nothing. you'll follow him around and misting him with a little yeah. fan. Yeah, I'll throw ice cubes at him if he really wants it, but I'm sorry, I can't do it. Perfect. And you know what? I'm Shelby. I'm Sam. It's the Rom Complex. One, two, one, two, three, four. Once again, we've brung, bring, we've brought it, brought it all, and we brought someone with us. Ooh, <laughs> guys, we have a special guest this week, and instead of introducing her, I think we should let her introduce herself. Hey, Tori. Hey, what? Introduce yourself. No way. Introduce yourself. Okay. <laughs> I wish I like had one. I I vividly remember watching this movie as a child and being like, I don't know, like Making my name is own. Tori. Yeah. 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 Like, like I, I I think I really honestly just copied the Hayden Patinaire, like, I'm really strong. And when I shake it, I bring it on because yeah. I feel like that's like the most iconic one. Yeah, you're or right. Or the you're right. Shibuya. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Roll call. Yes, iconic. This movie gives me so much joy. This movie, I was, you know how when like you're watching something and, and you know it's not good, but it's like so connected to who you are that you're grinning from ear to ear with like at the dumbest lines or the dumbest moments. And you're just like, this is art. I don't care. And the art in question 
is the third Bring It On movie, Bring It On, All or Nothing, starring Hayden Panettiere. Here's the thing. I think this casting is perfect because anytime I look at Hayden Panettiere, I want to pick her up and throw her in the air. So I yeah. think that she's... <laughs> I think she's made a bit, of, a bit of a career out of being a cheerleader. Exactly. So. Yes. I didn't know how much I loved this movie until the opening notes of What You Waiting For by Gwen Stefani... <laughs> like open the movie and I was like I I was like you um Sam like I literally was like I hate movies ironically and I was like but I'm obsessed with this (laughs) I watched all and that was the other thing I was like man this is really long it's like a two-hour movie and I I didn't look at my phone or the clock once that's because it's not a movie it's It's, an experience it really is (laughs) it's a mood it's a vibe you know it It just it it puts it puts me in a really good mood I had so much fun watching this Um, for sure basic plot we've got Hayden Pantier lives in some rich part of California yeah yeah and uh uh, she's the captain of her high school cheerleading team, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Her dad's job moves to a, a much more lower, much lower income area, and she has to change high schools, and she has to – then it's all about her getting in yeah. touch with her poor side. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh, 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 continue. It's it's got, so she's, like, the only white person at this school. Obviously. And she has to prove herself to the cheer squad, and then she gets on the cheer squad, and then she basically... Which, none of us have mentioned that the head cheerleader of the Crenshaw Heights uh, Warriors, as they are called in the film, is Solange Knowles. Yeah. What is not just a random person. It is Solange. Solange. Voice of an yeah. angel, music superstar. She's incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I she saw brought all the once, heat. Really? She, yeah. I went to I went to a um a music festival in Chicago uh, a fucking long time ago, and she was the headliner. So we stayed. We went there early to see other like people sing, and then uh, we just camped out in front of where her set was gonna be, and we just didn't leave until she came out. Get her on the podcast. Oh yeah. yeah. So, what is she up to nowadays? <laughs> yeah. Hey, so I like went to your concert like five years ago. Uh, you remember our podcast? I think I went yes. to your concert. You owe me for <laughs> you owe me one podcast uh, appearance, please. Exactly. Is, Solange is the head cheerleader. She's uh incredible. She is not cutting Hayden any slack, which is good. She does she doesn't deserve it exactly (laughs) she really doesn't and then you know they overcome their differences and they all go and compete and win a competition they realize they're all rihanna's music video yes yes oh my god the music video (laughs) the music video oh yes at the it's at the end of the movie they actually show ponderry play quote unquote music (laughs) video that's literally just it's like people dancing in front of a green screen and there's like a so beehive bad. in the background like honeycomb it doesn't make any sense 
it looks horrible. Like I uh, could yeah. make it. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love. We should recreate. Maybe we should make that music video. I don't know. Rihanna, <laughs> call us. Are you call down? Us. We definitely have all the same skills as as the dancers and the the editors. Yeah. So we could do it. Yeah. Exactly. No. Super. Super chill. Super easy. I took a few dance classes. We're good. Um, I I wanted to say I was a cheerleader in high school, but that's just simply not true. I couldn't even do Mm -hmm. like little, little things that I, no, I'm also afraid of cartwheels. Same. I can't do a cartwheel. I'm so scared to do one. And now like, since I'm turning 30 this year, I was like, it's over for me. (laughs) Like, There's no, no cartwheels. I can't even cartwheel into the next decade of my life. Yeah, they're scary. Yeah, they are scary. Come on, you're literally just hurling yourself at the ground with the 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 hope that your Your arms are strong enough to carry you. Yes, yes. I think I can do a cartwheel. I gotta say, I think I can do a cartwheel. I want you to do one. Okay, do one and film it. Do one outside, (laughs) film it, and then send it in for proof. Okay, I'll have to stretch first because last time I tried to do a cartwheel, like oh, no. three years ago, I think I pulled a muscle. So <laughs> <laughs> I could do a cartwheel, but I need to be warmed up. Okay. Yeah. So no, funny. you're allowed. You can warm up. We'll give you. We'll give you time. Don't worry. So, what do we think about Hayden Panettiere? Her name in this movie, Brittany, of course, named of after course. the small town of Brittany, California. <laughs> I'm is just that, kidding. No. I was like, is that no. a thing? Like, no, no, but in the first two movies, the main characters were named after towns in California. in California. Oh, yeah. yes, you're right. Yes, Torrance you're totally right. Weird. Yes. Listen, you know what? Okay, I it might be too early in the episode for this, but I just have to give you my gripe with this, with not this movie, but with the Bring It On franchise as a whole. Let's do it. There is no consistency. Why is are they c- three completely disconnected stories? Why can't it be connected even like a tiny bit, even if it's just the same cheer team from the yeah. previous movie or something? Like, none of this is connected, and it makes me so angry. And even in this one, they couldn't even keep the lead girl consistent with a city in California. You know, it's just, it's yeah. happening. Yeah, I feel like they would have had... Like, if they did the Degrassi thing or whatever, where it was like, now it's my sister is the captain or whatever. Yeah. It would just have, I think, a more built-in audience. Yeah. And this, look at, look at this Marvel series movies. floundered. Yes, make it a Bring It On cinematic universe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That Marvel fans, 99% of the people, there's like 1% that go because they read comic books. And the other 99% are like, what secret clues are we finding in these movies? Like, references, really. Easter eggs, and all that other bullshit, you know? So, Bring It On could have been as big as Marvel, is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> even yes. looking at the Step Up franchise, yes. um, which, like, you know, Step Up 3 has characters from Step Up 2, the mm-hmm. streets. Uh, Step Up 5 has the girl from Step Up 2 and the guy from Step Up 4. Yeah. <laughs> And then step up. Isn't there a step up seven? This sounds like a you math problem. I think I've I... only seen up to five, but I'm sure there is. <laughs> they went rogue after they went that. High. They were like, yes. no fucks. If Bring It On can do it, so can we. 
Yeah. yeah. But I completely agree. Like, or even if it, yeah, it just set in the same school or something like that, it just would have been so much better than just like bouncing around. Cause it yeah. just seems, it really does seem like Hollywood just had like five cheerleading movies and then just stuck, bring it on colon in front yeah. of the title. Yeah. You're right. They're like, oh, this is a cheerleading <laughs> movie. Let's just attach it. Just, just put, just here's- don't even tell them. Here's the consistency, though. (laughs) (laughs) Opening with a dream sequence. That's, we do have that. First three, so far, we've got it. Um, The the, the male love interest likes music. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, that one, that was a bit of a reach, but I'll I'll have it, I'll have it. This is the first one where the the love interest is also a cheerleader. Yeah. And he's a very special cheerleader, isn't he? Because he is a master of the crumping style of dance. (laughs) And that's why we love this movie. This is where the podcast slowly devolves into another hour of us just talking about crumping. 100%. One hundred percent. Yeah, let's. I'm. We're ready for it. Why no, do you think I know. I I'm. I'm, the- I'm preparing <laughs> the listeners. I'm just letting them know. Just hey, if you wanted any more thoughtful conversation on this movie, you you should have got it in the first fifteen minutes. Because the rest of the time, it's crumping time. Yeah. Empty your mind. Allow us to fill it with <laughs> images. Oh my goodness! But I had a visceral reaction. Like I knew it was coming. Like they started a pra- the practice and I was like, okay, like I know the scene because it's like the scene of the movie. Right. And I literally, I got so much secondhand embarrassment that I paused and like kind of like <laughs> put my hands over my face and I was like, can I do this? And I was like, if I was just watching this for pleasure and not for a podcast, I would have fast forwarded through it. <laughs> bad it is and it's just as bad as I remembered it from when I watched it in 2006 oh yeah well uh, something I kind of noticed in this this rewatch too is that like Hayden Panettiere I think she does a really good job kind of like our first to bring it on leads in playing it like not playing anything too seriously like she's very like into it she's into the camp right um, which is great, but I realized that was, there was so much more that I noticed that was cringy, even if it was just like a one-off line, even if it, the, the, the crumping is so good. It is masterful. Okay. It is a masterpiece. <laughs> now listen, when we say crumping, <laughs> there the actual style of dance crumping looks yes. really cool and powerful and yes. And awesome, and I've seen it on, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I, I look at TikTok. I follow campers <laughs> on TikTok. Who am I? Um, this is not that. This is not. Uh-uh. What, this is not no. what it's in the movie. No. We should put an asterisk asterisk around that word and just yeah. say like this movie's version version of, of crumping. Yeah, it but should say crumping. Bring it on. Ten minute version. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, Kate, okay, Brittany is so entranced by Jesse crumping. Yeah. Like, she is talking to um, 
the girl Letty. that's Letty that's played Fra- by Francia Raisa. Raisa, thank you. Yeah, she, all I know is that it. she used to be on um, Secret Life of the American Teenager, and yes. she's the one who gave Selena Gomez her kidney. Yes, and that's she's it. on um, Grownish. Uh, oh, and yeah. she's gonna be in How I Met Your Father. I did see the trailer for that. Yes. Yeah. So she's honestly like kind of thriving. Yeah. But in this movie, she's like kind of uh, gets walked all over. But she like is talking to Letty and then like literally cuts her off because she is so (laughs) enraptured. From across the gymnasium. From across the gymnasium. (laughs) She like is speechless. And it's like I... I'm embarrassed to say this. When he is like crumpy and like on her back, when I was a kid, I thought that was like erotic. <laughs> Wait. Oh yeah. Like, when I was a kid. Like, when I was yeah. a kid too. I also Yeah. So she's like, tranced by this circle of crumping teenage boys as if as could you imagine being in middle school and you see boys like slap boxing and you're like, I gotta check this out. Ooh, what are these hot boys doing? And then so she goes over there, right? And they're like, It's crumping. You know, you can't crump because you don't you, you have anger. You gotta harness your anger. And she's like, yeah. I don't have anger. I'm and they're like, you got it. So she starts flailing. And they're like, yeah, whoa, get it, girl. Okay. But the line that they use is, you are uh, the rich white girl in this room. You have the most anger here. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> Does she? Hard <laughs> to say. Who wrote this? <laughs> oh, a rich, angry white woman. No, just kidding. I didn't actually look it up. But <laughs> yeah, me neither. Don't that's not we're not that kind of podcast. So <laughs> so then like Jesse and Brittany are having and Jesse is the name of the love interest in case. Yeah. You didn't. But he they're having like this crump off where she's she has just learned this style of dance and he seemingly still doesn't know it because I, I have to say again, that is not what crumping looks like. Um, <laughs> he just like. He like steps up to her and like breathes oh on God. her yeah. and then like chest bumps her in a circle. And, and he's yeah. so sweaty. <laughs> he's so sweaty. But yes, as a kid, that would totally be a ride. Yeah, like, as a kid. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm going to defend myself here because I still think it's hot. Second yeah. of all. Yeah, it's not not hot. It's not not hot, but you're right. As a kid, I was like, this is the pinnacle of erotic tension. Uh, no, yes. it's it's really not. But um, the chemistry between these two characters is actually really, really well done. Yes. Um, and because this is the first Bring It On movie where we don't see um, this level of, oh, you can't... Um, like you're different. You're only into music, and you're a cheer. Like you don't have that like extra yeah. aspect onto it because he is also a mere ch- uh, male cheerleader. Um, but their chemistry is so good. Like whenever yeah. they are talking, whenever they are breathing onto each other, it's hot. <laughs> it just is. Yeah, I was surprised at how taken back I was by their cute moments, like their meet cute, meet cute when she bumps into his locker and then he like sits down on the ground with her. He's like, that's That's such a move. Like that's actually cute. And I just wasn't expecting that because in these like rom-com-y teen movies, 
like it's really usually yeah like fake or like forced chemistry but I thought it was like actually real which is like yeah I feel like embarrassing to say well I think I think the thing is Jesse is actually yeah adorable like when when he sits down next to her after she's fallen down and doesn't want to get up like that's that's so cute he just like sits cross legs next compare that to the freaking like grungy gross guy we had in the last movie (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah I forgot about him I was I think I was trying to purge him Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. my brain (laughs) yeah no he's super cute and then but you also get that contrast between Jesse and her actual boyfriend whatever his name is Brad great I didn't even write his name down um, all I know is that he was, used to be on a show called Greek, and I liked that show. Anyway. Yes. Um, you have, like, the, like, Jesse is meant to be the, this is how it could be. Like, this yeah. is what actually, like, liking the person you're dating feels like. Um, because Brad is, like, the head of the football team at her old high school, and the minute she leaves, he, like, is starting to screw around with the other cheerleader that's like the villain of the movie yeah Winnie (laughs) oh Winnie um and he the whole while is pressuring Hayden Panettiere to have sex yeah really hard like Like, to the point where she's like and there's no um she's not subtle about the fact that she's like no she's just kind of like I'm not ready like, maybe if you show me you're committed to me, I might be ready. But she doesn't make any promises either. So she's just totally. kind of like, no. Like, what? Leave, leave me alone. It's not a, just about sex. I need you to be here for me. Yeah. And I remember as a kid and, like, still felt this when I rewatched it. Like, I admired her for, like, sticking to her guns and making, like, consent cool in this way like really just being like these are my values this is the behavior I expect out of you like mm-hmm. and but like still making it cool like I just remember watching it as a kid and being like because I feel like and maybe not so much anymore or maybe I don't I'm not down with Gen Z but like I feel like when we grew up it was like really not cool to be a virgin yeah and I was like when I saw her I was like oh it's like cool it's cool now and it's cool to it's cool to set your boundaries and stick to them and I I totally admired that while while I was watching as an adult watching it the way that she's able to just say no I don't want to do that because when I was that age Mm -hmm. I could be convinced to do anything because I just wanted people to like me (laughs) totally uh, to see a kind of role model like that is is great Um, and she does it in a very nonchalant way I think the problem with a lot of older um, or newer, again, I'm all, I mean, I, I don't know what the kids are doing. I did watch Euphoria <laughs> last night, but I don't think nice. that's what kids are doing um, <laughs> yes. at all. Um, but yeah, just this, like, usually it was always this, like, oh, but like, Brad, he's going to lose interest if I don't, like, yeah. it was like this, and yeah. she was just kind of like, no. <laughs> yeah, and she did it again. It was like, I feel like, again, virgins were like, portrayed as like yeah sexually inexperienced like uh, nerds not confident, yeah. not confident like frail and weak and sh- she was still like confident strong sexy like I loved that that she and she like knew what she wanted and yeah again like I feel like in high school um a lot of the times you just don't know what you want or don't know what your values are or whatever so 
I actually like loved that part of the movie. There's so many bad aspects of this movie that are just <laughs> very 2006, but I was like, I do see some like glimmers of like amazing cinema. A little, a little <laughs> sip, a little sip yes, here and yes, there. Yes, yes, So speaking of the romance aspect of this movie, Tori, have you ever had a rom-com moment? <laughs> like, a, but, yes. like a meet cute or like a interesting relationship happening? Okay, so when you both sent this to me before the episode to just, you know, prep me, I was like racking my mind and I thought I would tell a story. I thought I would take it back to my high school days because I feel like that's like Mm -hmm. the most rom-com you're going to get. Because even if it wasn't rom-com, it's like you just envision it that way. (laughs) Like The feelings are so intense. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every high schooler is having a main character moment. Like, I don't think (laughs) high schoolers realize that they're not the main character. Until absolutely absolutely and I actually I have spoken about this on my podcast like really brief in the very early days so like three years ago so I can't believe I'm bringing this up again because (laughs) I don't tell it often because it is one of my like most embarrassing I I love this I'm excited in my like whole life so I'm gonna take you back to 2010 (laughs) when I was a senior in high school And um, I was obsessed with this guy. And this is also like rom-com, but like flip the script because I was the like initiator of the rom-com moment. Oh my God, love it. But um, I was a senior, I was obsessed with this guy. I I was like, oh my God, he's like checked all my boxes. And I was like, I feel like he likes me, but like nothing's happening. And if he ever listened to this, I would literally die, even though we haven't talked in 20 years but, <laughs> or like 10 years, but I would literally die. But um, he was a basketball player, like, you know, captain of the basketball team. Oh, I wasn't, love it. He, mm-hmm. he wasn't definitely not the captain, but I felt like he was the captain. Yeah. And I went to one of his basketball games and I had a sign that said like, you know, like something like go the person's name. Mm-hmm. And on the back, I wrote, do you want to go to prom with me? And okay, so this is like the cringe elements of it, I think. Oh my gosh. I went to the game with my mom. (laughs) And I didn't tell her I was going to ask him to go to prom with me. Oh my gosh. A sign, a paper sign that I colored out in my room. Um, And yeah, so I didn't tell anyone, none of my friends not my mom who I was going with. Um, and it was literally, I could set the scene. It was <laughs> in the, the bleachers, in the stands and the game ended, they won. You know, they're like doing their high fives and their little like huddle stuff. And he looks at me and in my head, I just think like, it's now or never. <laughs> and I flip the sign over and it says like prom question mark or whatever. And he like smiles everyone turns their head towards me oh, and I'm just no. like smiling then I'm like oh this is the part in the rom-coms that they don't show which is like the <laughs> aftermath of just like everyone looking at you and like you want to die it's not like a song doesn't like start playing and it doesn't cut to the next scene <laughs> right right um but anyways it was perfect there's locked eyes um he like had to like go back to the locker room. He oh, no. texts me like, "Yes, Aww, cute. cute." I and was on I, the edge of my sheet. I know. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> but okay, and then I like just drove home with my mom in the car, and we like had to talk about it. Oh. But 
I just thought it was very rom-com because A, I've never done anything like that since. It was very once in a lifetime. Um, it was like very much like I was kind of like the nerdy loser I felt in that situation. And he was like the prom king captain, like hot guy that I was like making a play for. And yeah, I just, I feel like that is my like one rom-com moment. Maybe I'll have more in the future, but that's the one I like always that's amazing. That's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I love that. And the the strength it must have taken to not tell anyone about. Uh, okay, <laughs> I think about that all the time. I was like, who was that girl, and yeah. where did her confidence and like audacity <laughs> go? Because I am not like that anymore. Like I've been taken down many pegs. I'm like jaded and like timid now. Like I feel like I would never do that nowadays. But I just I. I loved that. I, yeah, I, sh- maybe I should tell the story more often. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe you can reconnect with that. Yeah. You can find that girl. No. Find your inner teenager. <laughs> no, you're, you're like completely right. That's like what I want to do this year. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that. Do it. I love that. I, I was, again, I think I had social anxiety and, but I pretended I didn't, but I was also too, socially anxious to actually do the things like confident me would want to do so like Mm. I never I never would have asked someone to prom (laughs) I went to prom by myself why because nobody asked me and I didn't ask anybody else Um, I went to two proms oh my god iconic (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah such a high school high school like that would be the end of the movie, right? It's like the whole your whole journey is leading up to that moment, and then he says yes. But in the movie version, he like runs to you, yes, yes. yeah, <laughs> and kisses me. That was the like a the dream, story. right? Yeah. Obviously, yes, he yes. was not on Chad the same McMurray. level as you. No, so, yeah. Um, yeah. trust me, down the road, yes, not <laughs> not on the same page at all. <laughs> That's so funny. That is like looking at the movie. Mm, we're back to it. Oh, wow. So, she circled us back. Well, we're talking about people. Okay. So on the we have Hayden, Brittany, who's, you know, Brittany. like we said, this confident, you know, uh, strong, like courageous character. And then she's really thrown off balance, it seems like, by her, by Winnie, her, like, second in command, who's just horrible. Yeah. Truly awful. Just a bad person. Obviously hates Brittany. I do not know why Brittany stands to be around her. And um, it's just constant. She's making a play for Brittany's boyfriend. She Mm -hmm. wants to be the captain of the team. And she gets all of these things just by being a horrible person. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But her influence, it's kind of like instead of Britney being a good influence on her, like Winnie is a bad influence on Britney because at the beginning of the movie before before Britney has transferred schools, you know, Winnie is pointing out one of the girls who had uh, gained weight over the summer. Oh. It's just, just a, Oh my goodness. Does that that was so cringe. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just it's so funny when they do these movies and it's, and it's like this person doesn't have any extra weight on their body at all. <laughs> no, no. The Brianna you... stuff was hard to watch to say yeah. the least. Oh yeah. And it was also during 2006 when that um flat as a board in every direction was very attractive. True. So like 
Brianna's ass, like, people are fucking paying for that shit right now. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like, but because 2006, that stand, because even P- Hayden Penetier is very, like, boxy. She doesn't have curves. She's um, She has an athletic build. She yes. does, which is great because they're cheerleaders, right? Like, gym, mm-hmm. you know, gymnasts also have that kind of build, so it works. But, like, yeah, it, they obviously hired a bunch of actresses that had that body aesthetic to say like oh these are the skinny cheerleaders mm-hmm. um, yeah because that was what was in style in 2006 right yeah and she literally had abs it was yeah. it was so insulting but uh you're right about the influence that Winnie had on Britney because I found it like actually like the part of it refreshing was like that it was so out in the open I feel like when we see mean girl movies, it's usually like behind their back or like mm. really cunning, like yeah. gossip or something. And it was just like so straightforward. Her just like, I don't know, it was interesting to watch. Yeah. So Winnie convinces Brittany to just tell Brianna to, to like stop eating snacks <laughs> and stuff. And to like, yeah, lose weight or she'll be kicked off the squad. Or she'll be kicked off the squad. No, guys. She didn't say you'll be kicked off the squad. What she said was PV has never had a fat cheerleader. Maybe Which is, they should try it. Honestly, yes. They <laughs> yes. should. Yes. But honestly, like, so, oh, God. I just yeah. vomit everywhere. And obviously the only one with sense is the only non-white girl on the entire team. Um... Amber, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the one Asian character in the movie. Because <laughs> right. uh, when, cause it's just so funny because on all, even in the first Bring It On, I, I believe as well, whenever they like need to add diversity to the white team, it's always an Asian person. Yeah. Always. There's They're... no, no other race or ethnicity gets, is that supplemental diversity. It's always an Asian person. You can see the way that the the people making this movie thought think like the way that their minds work is like oh yeah. well we gotta have one not white yeah and I then know. and they're like they're like uh what can we handle they're yeah it's really like looking back at it it's like really transparent and horrible yeah <laughs> yeah it was like what is like every stereotype about a person of color a cheerleader yeah. a dumb blonde yeah um, like a person in a bigger body, like let's just like even them making Brianna like eat food in every scene. I was like, right, okay, like this is enough. <laughs> yeah, we get it. We, we get, get it. it. But you know, um, listen, I know it's bring it on, all or nothing. Okay, we have to suspend our disbelief from the jump. We have to. But here's my question: the dad apparently. Got his job moved to Crenshaw Heights. And they can no longer afford the house that they're living in. That is not just a demotion. So there's something going on, and I need to figure it out. Like, how bad are you yes. with your money that yeah. you get this demotion or you lose your job or whatever it is, and now you can't live in your house anymore? You have to downgrade to, like, a tiny-ass house in a not-great neighborhood, you know? I put quotes around that. Um, and, like... Here's it just doesn't I, make sense. Here's what I thought happened. Because I thought that the, the company moved to Crenshaw Heights for, like, cheaper office uh, space. Yeah. And then, and so 
that's why he's like, oh, my job is moving to, to Crenshaw uh, Heights. Right. And, and Brittany's like, oh, you're going to have such a long commute. <laughs> right. That was so funny. But that's true, though, because me, as like a high schooler who never had to change schools, uh, I never changed schools in any of my schools. I went to element- the same elementary school, same middle school, same high school the entire time. Um, when I hear my dad, and we live in like, we're not like broke. Like, I would understand if my parents, who were, like, grasping for middle class, if they were, like, oh, our job got moved, it's, like, okay, we're moving. But she's never – she's only lived in that house her entire life, right? Mm -hmm. So when he says, oh, my job got moved, she's, like, okay, have fun. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm down the hall if you need a chat. Like, (laughs) you know, you know where I live. Um, So, yeah, I just think – it's just suspicious to me. <laughs> I just I have no idea why their new house was so much smaller. Exactly. Yeah, and because when because he um, made some faulty money decisions. There's mm-hmm. no way. There's no yes. way they're all still rich. Yeah, I kind of thought that was a plot hole too, because when Camille, um, who is Solange, goes to Brittany's house with Jesse with the flowers for the dog funeral. Mm-hmm. She's oh, like, yeah. Oh, even I don't live in like this small of a house or something like that. And I was like, Okay, so why are they pointing out that, yeah, they live in, like, a tiny house? I think this rich, big, people like, have, rich people can have small houses, too. I think this is a, this is a secret plot line. This is the Marvel Easter egg we've all been waiting for. There's yes. a separate plot about how the dad made bad business decisions and lo- actually lost all their money. And he di- they didn't have to move to Crenshaw Heights, but they had to leave their house because they were getting evicted. So the only thing they could afford was in Crenshaw Heights. So they lied and said that the, that the <laughs> job transfer was to Crenshaw Heights, but really he just drives to wherever he was driving to before. He just can't afford his house. Wow. Could be. Could be. Honestly, like he was the quintessential... 2000s movie dad with like the mustache and stuff so yeah he's probably doing shady shit yeah for sure <laughs> anyone right. with a mustache um <laughs> so the whole dog funeral thing so that the tension in this movie comes from when britney transfers schools her original cheer squad is like you can't cheer for anyone else you have to promise to never cheer for anyone else or else you're a cheer whore which is just like why would anyone it promised that <laughs> and she does she does she's like no I can't do it and then she does go cheer for the other squad yeah. because she knows it's, her she's a cheerleader <laughs> it's literally the most zero stakes drama I've ever yeah. seen yeah like you are getting all worked up about a pinky swear you made about something <laughs> ridiculous like it's so it, weird it's yeah it is ridiculous because Brittany is torn between her loyalty to her original school and the fact that she's at this new school and she and everyone's like, you don't actually have any ties to that old school. What is there yeah. to be loyal to? It's just it's just high school. It's just <laughs> yes. high school. It's just high school. Nothing cheer. matters. <laughs> Literally nothing matters. So she's still trying to go to like the homecoming dance and she has a boyfriend and she doesn't really talk about any of that stuff with her new school. So she mm-hmm. ditches a football game where she's supposed to cheer with her new school to go to the old school's homecoming. Right. And she comes up with the excuse that her dog died and there's a funeral. It's obviously a lie. Yeah. In the scene, it's clear that she just made it up. Yep. Yeah. I almost kind of think that they went to her house subconsciously with the flowers to like check if it was true yeah that makes sense but they don't 
I think Solange definitely was thinking that. Camille was definitely thinking that. But Jesse was a sweet, no. head empty yes. boy. Oh, he just no thoughts, just yeah. flowers. For and a girl. she just <laughs> smashes his heart into a million pieces because the douche canoe that she's dating is there, mm-hmm. and it just obviously she just got caught up in all of her lies, and she still goes to the dance. Even at mm-hmm. this point, she has already found out from Amber, her only, I mean, everyone aside from Winnie is her actual friend, but Amber tells her that Winnie and Brad have been hooking up. Yeah. Um, so she full, fully fucking knows that Brad is yeah. cheating on her. Yeah. And she still goes to the dance. And I, I truly don't understand why. I think she was just so... so like so caught up in trying to still be that person yeah. not to like think that this is a deeper movie than it is I mean this was movie just... is about racial injustice and <laughs> but like um, honestly kind of inequality it's quality like and... problems in our education system like oh we could yeah go on and on like the whole plot <laughs> with the computers the fact that they're trying out because to be in Rihanna's music video because you also get comp- brand new computers for your school. I right, mean, it's no. all very obvious. Um, they really, really hit your... There's no subtlety in, in any of it, is what I'm trying to say. It's like she walks into her first classroom and there's like 40 kids in a classroom built for 20, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Very obvious. But yeah, yeah, those are the serious issues that this movie tackles. And I think they tackle it with a smile on their face <laughs> and pom-poms in their heart, okay? And crumping. And... <laughs> Don't remind me. I forgot I for like to. 10 minutes. Never no, forget. Hashtag never forget. back around to it. Um, <laughs> one thing I that stuck out to me was that... <laughs> sorry. Um, Brittany's mom was a cheerleader. We find out that yes. her mom was mm-hmm. also a cheerleader. So easy and to have made her a Rancho Carne, a.k.a. Yeah, exactly. a meat ranch. So easy <laughs> to say that she was on... Torrance's team literally back in the day so easy and they couldn't even so give easy. us that they couldn't no. even give us that but there is a point after cheerleading tryouts when Brittany comes home and her mom the actor the actor who delivered just insane line delivery choice she goes did you join the squad <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't say it like that but she does like that's the essence of what she says did you join the squad i'm pretty sure wasn't she on like i want to say it was like a saved by the bell or she looks familiar yes yeah. she looked weird she's one familiar. of those actresses that you just can't you can't quite place Oh my no, gosh, another 100%. thing I just remembered. When Jesse brings her flowers, <laughs> he's like, I came to bring you my condolences, but I see you've already been condoled. Been condoled? <laughs> I died. I was like, yes. I wrote that in my notes too. It just says been condoled in huge uppercase letters. Okay, I have condoled. to say that was another thing about this movie that I didn't realize. I quoted it multiple <laughs> times. Like, who is Jesse's friend, his best friend? Oh, I don't remember his name, but he kept smacking everyone's butts. Yes. Yeah. I call him that. little sexual harasser boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> extremely, like, um, extremely inappropriate. But, like, even when 
he meets Brittany for the first time and he like slides up to her and he's like, you want some? Like I quote, I said that before he said it. Like, how did I remember that from 15 years ago? You know what? He, I, I took note of that because he goes up to her and he calls her a pop tart. Oh, and he says, do you want a little black in you? Yeah. No, what does he say? He yeah. says, do you she, have do you a little have black, black in you? Oh, yes. You? Oh, yes. Do you want But some? he calls her a Pop-Tart, which makes me think of, you know, early episode of this podcast, probably episode fucking two or one, maybe. One. <laughs> it's the first episode. We talked about, um, what's that movie? Mandy Moore. Walk, walk to Remember. To remember. Mm, where yeah. where the mm. one black character just out of nowhere says, I bet she could put it on a brother like a Pop-Tart. Yes. And we're like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? And then it this just, ha- I, I don't know. I started, like, the numbers and shapes started floating around yeah. my head when he calls her Pop-Tart in this movie. I'm like, what That's is happening? That's his son. No. <laughs> yeah, everyone in 2006 knew what he was saying. But yeah. Us. <laughs> I guess so. Oh my god. Um, uh, it just honestly reminds me, I don't know if you guys have seen these TikToks where um it's like a video where someone is like talking about a white person who was like a Karen or whatever, but they'll they'll name it, they'll name white people something different. It'll be like these like whiteboard warriors or something. I don't oh, know, yes, something like yes, that. And then yes. it'll cut to someone adding. They have like a whole list of things to call white people. <laughs> and so, so they funny. just add it in like alphabetical order. That's just honestly what this movie made me think of too, because they like give her Camille gives her all these different nicknames. Yes. Um she's yeah. calling her Barbie and stuff like that. But it just no white like, and Yeah. 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 It's very very two thousand six humor. I love it. We, oh, it's, yeah, it it makes me think, oh, wow, humor was not good. If that no, was no, um, no. We got to talk about the the competition. Yes. Because, you know, a I'm bunch like, of, ooh, <laughs> the, a bunch of teams go, they're trying out for the judges, and then the top two teams get to perform again for Rihanna, but Rihanna's there the whole time. Yeah, so which she I also <laughs> was like, but well, she didn't, she didn't li- leave. What? She didn't leave. No. Yes. Um, they just needed so, a battle royale. That's it. So of course the top two teams are Britney's old school and her new school, and the old school's <laughs> going first, and then. Something wild happens. They throw the rules right out the window. They're like, "Fuck these rules!" While the old team is performing, they're like, "Hey, remember when I mimicked your moves during tryouts?" Which was Which like, "Yeah, you we were also learning- have to talk about again." But yeah, one, two, three, four, yeah. one, two. Oh my god. <laughs> we will talk about that in a second. But yes, continue, so <laughs> The whole team, the whole Crenshaw Heights team, gets on. They've changed outfits. Only team with an outfit change. Who knows yes. how that happened? And hairstyles with accessories. Exactly. <laughs> they go on, they get on the stage while the old team is still performing and then start doing their moves back at them in coordinated as a team. And then they're all, then they start doing their own routine at the same time. And I'm like, yes. this, is, this would never happen. You no. can't, cho- choreographing one team is hard enough. Yes. They they be running into each other. That'd be so dangerous. Totally. You know, they had to throw the rule book out because this was not a sanctioned cheer event, Shelby. Okay. Half the moves that they were doing, they were illegal in competition. And the judges left. 
So <laughs> everything that happened in that room was between them, God, and Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> and there might be an argument for God is Rihanna. Rihanna is God. Mm-hmm. That's a whole separate podcast. Uh, but yes, there's that as well. Yes, yes. I love and that. I just love how the announcer, I wrote this down too, it was like, and one of my closest girls, Rihanna's here. And I was like, you've never met her. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, because that that lady is was an actual like WNBA player, I believe. Yeah. They oh, were talking amazing. about her. Um, so I'm like, I don't know. Maybe athletes and musicians know each other. I, they could. Um, I just accepted it. I was like, sure, I believe those girls are friends. <laughs> Um, okay, so back to the the audition scenes because we we've gone on what we're, a roller coaster we're, journey. We're all over. We're just we're hitting the the high points. But what I will have to say, the low points. <laughs> this is the low point, but it makes me laugh so hard from embarrassment. The scene where she does just that, she mimics her steps, but then she adds steps, but she doesn't complete the eight count. <laughs> I yes. I was like, how do you think that was a serve when you didn't complete your eight counts? And she, like, the last of her count, because I think she only makes it to five. So she, like, does Camille steps, and she's like, one and two and three and four, five, six, seven, eight. And then when she goes on her own tangent, because she goes, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yes yes and I was like as a trained professional you would never do that <laughs> but then also as a trained professional you would never do that and think it was a serve like yeah right. yeah yeah I think what actually happened was I think she's I think there's probably more choreo to get her through the eight count and then like have like this very empowering walk off but it's the fact that Hayden Pen- Penetier like at the five like gets so close <laughs> So many times Hayden Pantier and Solange get so close that I'm like, they should kiss. Yes, <laughs> Why isn't this movie about them kissing? Honestly, yeah. though. I thought they had good chemistry. <laughs> 100%. Like a enemies to lovers situation. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Because the whole thing, Listen. usually in the first two movies, you know, you have like a female rivalry thing going on, mm-hmm. but there's also a solid female friendship in there to kind of carry you through it. And this movie didn't really have that at first because Brittany moved away from her friends. And right. even yeah. Amber was didn't want her to cheer for another squad. So it was like... totally. So really the you know core relationship for me is Brittany and Solange um because it's Brittany's all about like the whole movie she has to prove herself to Solange and Solange has to open up herself to allowing other input from other people and right like, yeah. I wish they had focused on that Me and too. they had kissed and that would have been <laughs> and better. Jesse was a moot point at he that was, he was a moment he was just some guy <laughs> yeah you know we talk about love we talk about um you know all that kind of stuff, I guess, on this podcast. I don't know. What do we talk about? What's our podcast called? Um, <laughs> but I will say the scene between Jesse and Brittany on the roof. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. It was This is so all cute. I want. I just want a rooftop conversation with a boy that I like who likes me. And I love the playful nature of their relationship because it's very, like, ribbing. Like, they they definitely, like, jab little jokes at each other. Um, 
you know, and about how different they are, but still the same. (laughs) You know, that garbage. Um, But I still was kind of like, damn. I think for the first, so like, Shelby and I talked with the first two movies, Bring It On and Bring It On Again, that like, Bring It On was definitely what I thought like a high school relationship was going to look like. <laughs> look like, yeah. And then college, or the Bring It On Again was in college, and I was like, oh, that's what it's like. You just meet someone random at orientation. <laughs> yeah, um, the first weekend. The <laughs> first day. You're there yes. one day, and you meet someone that you want to bone and who wants to bone, and you guys are in love, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this movie gave me more of that, like, friendship aspect and, like, getting a little more mutual respect under it, I guess, because it didn't, because they were on the same team, they obviously had to work closely with each other, and there was already chemistry. The chemistry was evident from, like, the moment they met, but it was, like, getting to know each other and getting to see that, oh, she's not just, like, some privileged girl. Like, she's ready to to work for this team or whatever um, that kind of pushed it into being a more, like, oh. Like, yeah, uh, that's like my that actual like preferred legit. style of relationship. Like yeah. a slow burn, sort of. Yeah, it in ninety felt minutes very, or less. Yeah, definitely in ninety <laughs> minutes or less. I can <laughs> co-sign that. But I felt the same way. Like it actually gave. I felt like a good love story again in air quotes for this type of movie, which we just like really don't see. I think in a lot of them, unless it's like super particular, like, um, because these movies bring it on, like there's rom and calm, but it's definitely, I feel like more calm. Yeah. Yeah. But this was like brought the rom. Yeah. This is (laughs) definitely the first one in the, in the three that has more of a, uh, more stakes in the romance. Like there really isn't really big stakes for the first two movies. Yeah. 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 Bring yeah. it rom. Mm. <laughs> it's our new cheer podcast. <laughs> there, there, there we go. Um, we're getting ready to wrap up here. But before we do that, first of all, I wanted to say that in this movie, the music that they cheered to was so bad. <laughs> was oh so much you know, I actually wrote down, is there a link between cheer routines and gun noises? Because I feel like <laughs> every cheer music has some sort of gun noise and as an anti-gun uh lobbyist i'm not a lobbyist um <laughs> we're, we're i anti-gun. want yeah. to remove guns from our film and television make cinema safe again i don't know I can't, I, I'm, I'm not a politician guys um but, but yeah I, I noticed that as I well agree. the music was so bad and the music producing on it was bad too because i think in the first two movies like when their cheer music is playing, it's like the only thing going on. Exactly. So yeah. It was not like this. No, That's not you can barely it. hear it. Yeah. yeah. That, that music's supposed to take you over. So you yeah. get into yes. the, the cheer. And they did not do that at all. Maybe they were like, wow, like, our music is really bad. So let's just lower it. And then no one will know. It was <laughs> so it weird because the routine music was so bad. But the actual movie soundtrack... Avril Lavigne, Gwen Stefani, Weezer, Rihanna, Mm -hmm. All American Rejects, like hit after hit. There was a a hint of Dirty Little Secret. I remember that. Yes. And I like the thrill that I had when that song (laughs) started playing. But it was just so weird because, yeah, it was like just juxtaposed with like literally the worst music, like headache music. Yeah. (laughs) So weird. I love it. I 
This movie is so cringe in all the mm. funniest ways. So I, bad it's good. I <laughs> highly recommend, yeah. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll get a cheer from me. I'll do it. And, and okay, this has nothing to do with this particular movie. I just have to say it. Ever since we watched Bring It On a couple of weeks ago, um, <laughs> I have not, like, a, a constant quote that runs in the back of my head is, can she yell? I don't know why, but <laughs> that just keeps playing on a loop in my head. It's so. it's because. In- you can it's empowering you can yell use your voice that's why i have a tattoo of a mouse that howls yeah because because she's a howler yeah she can yell um yes i did i definitely enjoyed this one i think i enjoyed it more than two yeah no definitely way better than two yeah it's um, it's definitely like I feel like it. peak of I feel like you can't touch number one just because it's the classic but right. I yeah. feel like all or nothing is the peak of the bring it on cinematic universe <laughs> it's all down from here yes it is really all downhill from here but it'll be fun to listen to the podcast regardless don't worry we got Ashley Benson we got this we got the worse the movie is usually the more we have to say about it so um before we go Tori do you have any relationship advice for our listeners well honestly this movie kind of was like a good reminder that just like you can have such an idea about the person that you should be with but just like don't close any doors apologize when you're wrong don't judge a book by its cover um i don't know don't settle for anything less than you deserve it had some good some good um relationship advice that I'm going to take into my life moving forward. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> answer. Sam, she tied it to the movie and everything. Yeah. This is a really good guest. Oh yeah, she's really good. <laughs> she did that cheer in the beginning and everything. She did. Oh, that's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> so that's our discussion of Bring It On All or Nothing. Bring It On. If you want to hear more about us, well, forget about us. Tori, if they want to hear more from you, <laughs> where are they going to find you? You can find Ready to Be Petty on all podcast platforms and on social media at RTBP Podcast. I talk about pop culture, uh, celebrity gossip, and reality TV. And Sam and Shelby were gracious enough to join me on my episode an episode two weeks ago so definitely check that one out definitely check it out yes uh, these ladies taught me who Tristan Thompson is so. <laughs> and she'll <laughs> never forget quite an experience for me uh, if you want to find us on social media check us out at the rom complex on Instagram Twitter and Facebook Yeah, and send us an email, theromcomplex at gmail.com. And, of course, at the very top of your importance pyramid of cheerleaders, we've got keep falling in love with yourself. Bye. Bye.